Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style, but they stay frostbitten. You are now tuned to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome to Cool Radio. What we doing? You can catch me on your TV, even on the radio. Pop up at a rock spot, and on my way go. We in bitten airwaves. Cool. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Once again, it is your host, DM Cool, and welcome to Cool Radio. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! that we're live on the airwaves because we have a lot going on tonight. I have the cast and crew of the YouTube hit web series, Friends with Benefits, in studio right now. It's literally Patrick rolling deep in here. They will be on the mics at around the uh, 845 mark, basically. Uh, Plus, we got to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. We got to talk about J. Cole. We got to talk about Kanye West. We got to talk about so much. But before we get to all that, you guys already know how I do at the beginning of the show, man. I got to... Get some stuff off my chest, so to speak. So on that note, it is time to let that ish breathe. Let this bitch breathe. Indeed, indeed. Um, so what I want to talk about is this. Um, so for all my sports fans out there, you know, Toronto sports market, there's a little bit of a renaissance happening right now. Um, so first and foremost. We had the Jays go back-to-back, you know, in previous seasons for competing in a spot in the ALCS. So big ups to the, uh, the Blue Jays on that. We had the Toronto Raptors, who made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. First time in franchise history. And now we have the MLS squad, known as TFC, playing in the Cup Finals against Seattle, which begins tomorrow. So I don't think that's a position that anyone ever predicted for the TFC to be in, especially when they've only been in the league for about 10 years now. So good for them. And that all kind of leaves the odd stepchild out in the middle. And I'm talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs. So we're out here talking about, you know, TF, uh, TFC doing very well for themselves right now. The Raptors being one of the premier teams in the league thus far. And then, of course, the Jays going back-to-back in the postseason, going far in the postseason. But we're out here all looking at the lease like, so what you gonna do? I'm just saying, you know, this is a franchise that's been in the league since 1917. One of the original six teams, of course. Yet, due to the fact, or not even due to the fact, but you would think that because they have the largest market in the league and one of the biggest fan bases in the league and one of the biggest payrolls in the league basically or the budgets rather that they would at least you know kind of flex their financial muscle and get some great talent on the team but these guys have only been to the playoffs once in the last 12 years and they haven't won a cup since 1967 that is a huge drought now i'm not saying it can't be done because look what the cubs did i mean they won the championship for the first time in 108 years like none of us were alive (laughs) the last time that happened so there is hope However, I don't think the process should have been halted as long as it should have been. Because you're talking about a fan base that has been passionate for God knows how many years, and you have a payroll that extends all the way to the sky. But for whatever reason, MLSC, 
and I don't want to diss them or anything like that, but at least with, in that division of MLSC, they are penny pitching harder than it is on payday, and yet and you got to pay the rent. I mean, I don't think it should be that hard to spend a little extra shilling, so to speak, on getting top-notch talent. Now, I will give them credit in the sense that they do have the number, or they did have the number one pick, and they drafted Conor McDavid, who is probably going to be one of the biggest players that the league has ever seen. But I don't want the fans in particular to pin all their hopes on him right now. He's still young. He has time to grow. Give him about five more years, and then maybe we can see some of that greatness. But for now, it looks like they're heading in the right direction. But I don't think that it should have taken this long. Now, mind you, I'm not a Leafs fan. I'm not really a hockey fan. But for someone who knows sports, to build such a process, so to speak, it shouldn't be taking that long. And I feel like the ownership within the Leafs division is kind of taking advantage of the Leafs fan base because they know they're going to come out in droves and support no matter what. They'll even come to the game with bags on their heads but still come out and support because they're obviously paying the money. And I'm saying give the people their money's worth. Build in the team, invest in the team, draft properly, acquire properly, find a a certain style of play that best suits your team so that they can go far going forward. So for now, sure, you're kind of doing the right thing by, you know, starting off young, what have you. But at the end of the day, I don't think it should have taken this long. I mean, hell, TFC has only been in the league for 10 years. And even though the MLS isn't really one of the more popular sports in North America, they're still getting the job done. So once again, Leafs, um, Raptors are doing their thing. TFC's doing their thing. Jay's been doing their thing. How about you? What you gonna do? I'm just saying. What you gonna do? Some, some tea real quick. I'm just saying. I'm not even a Leafs fan. But what do you guys think? Is my criticism too hard? Is it just right? Let me know on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio. Coming up after the commercial break, man, I got the cast and crew of Friends of Benefits in the building. We are going to discuss the show and so much more. But before we get to that, we got to get to some more Canadian content. This one comes by way of my man Rochester, a.k.a. Juice. And this one is called Wounded Lips, only on Cool Radio. Yo. <laughs> Maximum FM Hip Hop. Like us on Facebook. Welcome back to the show, people. Once again, it's your host with the most DM Cool. And you're now back on Cool Radio. Now... As promised, I have special guests in the studio tonight. By far, the biggest assembly of guests that I've ever had on Cool Radio. This is, this is even more than guests. This is like a panel, basically, at this point right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you guys are living under a rock, then there is a hit YouTube series entitled Friends of Benefits that is basically catching a lot of attention right now. We have like there's like tens of thousands of views on each episode, and these guys are looking to do big things with it. They're looking to move it to a higher platform, and I most certainly hope they do because it deserves that type of viewership. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I have the cast of Friends of Benefits in studio. Make some noise! Make some noise! Of course, of course, of course. Now, because there are so many of you lovely individuals in studio right now, I want all of you guys to go around in a circle. Introduce yourselves. It's like grade three. It's like grade three, exactly, exactly. Ron, we're gonna start with you. Oh shoot. Okay. Uh, what up? I'm Ron Diaz. Ron Diaz TV. I'm a YouTuber and an actor, and uh, yeah, co-creator of Friends with Benefits. All right. Go ahead. Do your thing. I'm Joanne Jensen. <laughs> I am the co-creator of Friends with Benefits. I'm also an actor and in the creative fields. All right. Hi there. I'm uh, Carlos Fazer. I'm an actor in Toronto, and I'm on Friends with Benefits. You should watch it. <laughs> Good promo. Hi, my name is Brandon McKnight, and I'm an alcoholic. Hey! Uh, no, I'm joking. I play TJ on Friends with Benefits. Powerful voice over there. <laughs> hey, this is Alana Ashley Marquet, and I play Rachel on Friends with Benefits. 
Hello, this is Doran Lee. I'm an actress from Toronto, and I play Amanda on Friends with Benefits. All right, all right. We got the whole crew in the building. It feels like the Wu-Tang Clan or something like that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Guys are taking advantage of the cursing already. I love it. <laughs> all right. So before we get started into the series, man, I want to I know from you guys, and again, we'll go in a circle as well, um, what made each of you decide to enter the field of performing arts? That's a big like. How you said we have an hour, right? Hey, hey, listen, listen, listen. We only have an hour. Right? Right? Around here, all right. Yeah. In short, basically, I've always wanted to be an actor. Uh, when I was 13 years old, I snuck into like an auditorium that I shouldn't be in, and I saw people do plays and this team and this wash. Let me be in West Side Story, so I played Tony. It was pretty cool. Nice. And uh, yeah, since then I've just been writing, and then YouTube was invented, and mm. you know. The rest That's is history. history. <laughs> there you <It's> go. <laughs> there you go. Um, for me, it's the that scary feeling or the challenge. That's what I love about it. Mm -hmm. I started in theater or musical the and musical theater, and I just love performing and that feeling you get of that risk. It feels risky mm -hmm. and exciting. Mm -hmm. and that's why. I was I'm doing performing arts. Beautiful. Mm. Yeah, well, unfortunately, in my case, uh, I wanted to be in performing <laughs> arts. But uh, then my mom's like, you should get a real job. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Anyway, so, you know, it comes a time when you kind of get over the hump and, you know, follow your dreams. And so that's what I'm kind of trying to do here. And uh, it's great with these guys. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I can't beat that. Uh, I got bit by the bug when I was in grade seven. I played the third little pig in a little, nice. a little play that I had at school, and from then it was just electrifying being on stage, people laughing at you and whatnot. So, kind of, kind of, yeah. Since grade seven, not by the hair of your chinny chin chin. Not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. <laughs> I was third little pig, so I was the smart one. I built the brick house. All right, so, then. you know, didn't get a costume either at that. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I'll, leave I'll, leave I'll leave that one alone, Carlos. You win that. <laughs> oh, man. You're, you're the man. You're the man. Um, for me, it was just like being seven, eight years old and watching like the American Sweetheart, Sandra Bullock, Julia Roberts. I know. Um, just watching those movies and growing up, I got into drama. I think grade seven was my first time on stage. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was right along. That's right. Mm -hmm. Felt right. Um, for me, I've always wanted to be an actress, um, similar to Carlos. My mom's like, no, get a corporate job. So I actually did, and <laughs> I hated it, so I quit, and um, I just want to live a million lives, and yeah. this is the only way I can, so that's why I'm in it. There you go, there you go. So it seems like we have a bunch of dreamers and believers in the studio right now, and they are my favorite kind of people because I myself am a dreamer and believer as well. So I feel like I share a common bond with each and every one of you guys. Amen. <laughs> We're all family. We are all family. <laughs> it's like United Nations here, you know what I mean? <laughs> Legit. Diversity. Our show is the It really is. <laughs> And speaking of the show, perfect segue, Brandon. Uh, let's get into it, You're man. You're welcome. Thank you, thank you. Um, so, first question I have for you guys, man. Um, Ron, actually, since you're one of the co-creators of the show, actually, what made you decide to create this? Because I've seen some of your work before. Like I've yeah. seen some of your comedy sketches you did yeah. with the tricks a couple of years ago. Um, I think you were doing some music as well back in the day. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're laughing right now. <laughs> but yeah, I about that, Ron. <laughs> hey, I do my research. I do my research. But um, yeah, so like you've you've done all that. You've been busy with like just creating content in general. Um, you've even collaborated with much music as well um, in regards to that. But what made you decide to kind of put some of that stuff to the side and say, "I want to do friends with benefits"? Well, 
I've always wanted to 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 make movies and short mm-hmm. films and and a web series is something that I always always wanted to do and every time I tried to mm-hmm. it just never panned out because technology, mm-hmm. uh, people, mm-hmm. acting skill, yeah. all those things I didn't have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, check, so, check, you know, check. <laughs> uh, when I got into the, I guess the place where I could do it, and mm-hmm. I bought this camera. Yeah, I said, no, I'm gonna make something. And then, like three months later, uh, I was sitting at uh, Alana's restaurant where she worked. It's not yeah, her restaurant, yeah, it's not but, mine. Yeah. and I started like writing these little webisodes. I didn't know what what to do with it, so I called the friends with benefits. Okay, I'm sure. And then, uh, yeah. We started shooting it, and I'm like, I think we have something. Yeah, and that's kind of how it just happened, and it just, it just happened, you know. And just when things happen, you just go on. Exactly. So you just, just kind of went with the flow, basically. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And we had no budget, but it worked out. <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> I, I think no one thought it would be as big as it, no. it was. We just did it because we, we loved it. Yeah. We loved doing it. It was just something great, and. Yeah, wow. Funny story about that. I remember when we f- when the first episode was dropping, we all like polled like how much views do you think the first episode's gonna yeah. get? Yeah, 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 and yeah. me being all realistic and all analytic, I was like, I think with my calculation, yeah. it's about four thousand views in the first day. Yeah. And then I think one person said twenty Alana said twenty five thousand. Dreamer. Okay. And then I was right. we were like, ha 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 she's so cute. And then I think the first day we got what? What was it like? I think it was like thirty thousand. What'd I say? First day. Within what, the two first two hours or something? Two hours. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. I called him, I'm like, is this real? Yeah. I thought I thought Ron was like doing something. I was like, Ron. Yeah, you know he's like trolling or something like that. Yeah. Maybe. And we were promoting for about a good month before yeah, the time, we, so we, we were like, okay, hey, gotcha, okay. We just didn't think so much people would pay attention like that. Yeah. Was like, wow, and the love that we got was just like, okay, okay, <clears throat> it's coming, and then, you know. And as for every other episode, as every time we released it, you know, the numbers were high every mm-hmm. time. People yeah. were like waiting for it to come out. So that was that's a really good feeling for mm-hmm. us, knowing that we had such a good fan base. Even Absolutely. Now it's like growing even more. Like, mm-hmm. was, yeah. Well, yo, you got me to binge on this, so yeah. you're doing something right. <laughs> you're doing something right. And, and I think a lot of people are just connecting to it because, like, it happens. Like, it's real life. Like, yeah. from, like, I would say from when you're, like, 18 or whatever and then up into your, like, later 20s or whatever, like, it's a very common thing that happens whether you're in, in like, college or you're done college, whatever the case may be, right? right. Uh, so I would say, like, my next question is who was, like, the first person to be on board with this uh, apart from you, uh, Ron? The first person? Yeah. I would have to be Alana. Alana. I wrote it at while she was working. I'm like, hey, you want to be in this? Sure. <laughs> and then I went to Brandon. Yeah. And then I went to Doran. Mm-hmm. Um, she came on okay. last. I'm the last. Um, but it was only because I was scared to show her. I wasn't sure yeah. if it was going to be good enough. So I'm like, let me just shoot it. Yeah. And then while I was shooting the f- the first day, I'm like, oh, uh, oh it's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she actually sat there and said, "It's good, but uh-huh. <laughs> it's this, this, and yeah." This. And, and this is how we went. And then, and then we got together and, and really made it into a show. Okay, so you have the idea, and she kind of like you know brushed up the treatment a little bit, so to speak. A lot. A lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even a, li- a lot. Okay. It changed a lot. 
lot. A lot, eh? Okay. Yeah. So uh, going to Atlanta, actually, since you were the uh, first person to be on board as far as like the oh, actors. Yeah, second, yeah. Yeah, or second, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was your reaction when you first uh, saw it? I literally thought it was going to be like a short. I was serving him. He sat in my section. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm just going to write. I was like, yeah, cool. And he was there for like about an hour or so. Yeah. He's like, hey, you want to be in this? I was like, yeah, okay, wait, next week, cool. Yeah. And so I thought it was going to be a short. We were f- we finished shooting it. And he's like, actually, this is going to be a scene and a much bigger thing. I was like, yeah, sure. And then he just kept calling me like week after week. Next yeah. thing, next thing. He's like, oh, oh, we're still doing that. Oh, it's a thing now. Yeah. Oh. And I was like, yeah, it's the first episode. And the second episode. I was like, oh, yeah. cool, thanks. It's like, oh, shoot, it's really yeah. happening right oh, now. Oh, I'm in this now. Okay, cool, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. That's crazy. So it's just like, so pretty much it kind of seems like it was like a domino effect. Uh, like one person kind of cashed on, caught on and another person caught on and so on and so forth. Actually, you know, you, you telling your story just now, actually, did you guys just meet at that at that moment or was it like you guys already knew each other? Uh, no. I, I always knew her. Okay. And everyone else I had class with except for Brandon. I met Brandon a long time ago, but mm-hmm. he knew of me and I knew of him a yeah. long time ago. We just never, you know, and we always wanted to work together. Yeah. yeah. It just never happened. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and then it happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but every, I, I couldn't pick a better cast. Of course, thank you. Know, you. Insert all moments. Even even the first day shooting with Brandon and Doran, that was the first time they met. Yeah, it was like it was. The chemistry That's the scene when we're walking down the road for all those who are watching. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys are like racially dissing each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought those. I was like, yo, yeah, yeah brother, you better come back home. She was swinging hard. I was like, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that Jesus. The amount of orange chicken jokes I heard in there. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There's so much outtakes that I cut out. Yeah. yeah that, was, that, was, that was great. All right. So let me ask you guys this. Who was the first person to, like, maybe catch, you know, cold feet about it, so to speak? No such thing as catching cold feet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's Carlos then, right? <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I think we just worked so well together. Yeah. We had no expectations of what it would yeah. be. Yeah. Okay. Like, there was nothing to be nervous or nothing to feel like we were ever going to fail at. We were just yeah. enjoying filming, having fun together, and... Mm-hmm. It was more than we any of us ever expected. Yeah. So there was definitely no coffee in there. It yeah, was absolutely. just excitement after everything that we achieved, after every milestone that we achieved. Absolutely. So, like I mentioned, oh no, Carlos, you got something just, to say? Just to say something, yeah, my yeah. first character name was uh, Guy in the Background. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just you know, like the people so who are so great, and you want to work with them, and then, you know, things kind of escalate. <laughs> no, of course. Of course. This, this, he's clearly the Michelangelo of the group. Like. <laughs> All right, so. Um, you know, going back to the show, whatever, you guys have, uh, whoops, sorry, thank you. Uh, you guys have, uh, made, like, campaigns to, like, get this, like, to the attention of, like, Netflix and, like, other, right. like, streaming companies and what have you. So, like, how much would it mean for you guys, like, if the show gets picked up by, by a studio like that? That's life-changing. Yeah, that's, I mean, it will, actually. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, you know. It's, it's just gonna, a matter of time. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We know it's going to happen. It's just we have to keep going and it'll happen. 30,000 views in the first hour? Yeah, it's yeah. gonna happen. It's you gonna happen. That's you, something. That's something. That's, yeah. Remember that's, who that's said something. that? Yeah, like you guys damn near broke YouTube <laughs> with, with, <laughs> with those Texas hats. <laughs> yeah, we and it wasn't expecting it. Either. Like you guys are trying to Lucasia right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pow. 
I know. There you go. There you go. So, like, apart from uh, like the main premise of the show, you guys actually touch on some like pretty like deep topics. Like, you guys touch on bullying, for example, and there's also the case of domestic abuse. So, like, what made you guys want to like take those like turns of the show? Actually, Doreen, I'm gonna go to you actually because I feel like it's you've been kind of quiet. Doreen, oh! 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 excuse. <laughs> Hey, what? All right. Two R's and one E. All right. You know what? I'm going to just give a cool, e. cool drop of myself right now, actually. <laughs> Jeez Louise. All right. <laughs> there you go. So, Doreen. 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 Okay. I'm just kidding. But yes. All right. What's up? So, yeah. So, like, um, the, the themes of, like, uh, of, like, uh, uh, spousal abuse and like bullying, what have you, like, what kind of made you guys want to, you know, sneak those, um, those themes into the show? Um, well, I think Ron would be a better person to speak to that, but <laughs> okay. just in terms of the show, um, I think we just wanted to talk about real life situations mm-hmm. and, um, there were themes that we wanted to touch on and we also were able to, Im- to incorporate our own improv into mm-hmm. it. So it was like scripted improv which is great because then we all got to contribute our own ideas and opinions into it mm-hmm. but what's so great about the show is that it, it is real life mm-hmm. and it's not held back by anything because we have the freedom of youtube mm-hmm. and to say what we want to say and to talk about real stories and not censor anything absolutely absolutely brandon i i, I uh, aim that same question to you like what, what's your take on like dealing with those subjects on the show i think it's Personally, I think it's smart because everyone can relate. You can't watch the show and not relate to some aspect of it. Just because, like we were saying before, our show mm-hmm. really is the UN. You know, we have yeah. so many different races, so many different everything. We deal with a lot of topics that a lot of people grew up with, a lot of people are going through right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we deal with rape, which is a huge problem. We deal with mm-hmm. racism. Um, we deal with joking with racism. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that be, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, I think it's really important to touch on those aspects, and I think that's that's I think that's really what Ron was trying to do while he was writing it. You mm-hmm. know? Can I just add something? Yes, please. So Ron sent me the first scene, and he's like, "Yo, do you want to be in this? Like, I want you to play this character." And I read the scene, and it was the it was oh, the yeah. scene with me or Amanda and TJ walking down the street, and they're mm-hmm. making racial jokes at each other. And yeah. I was like, "This is so great because we're not." We're trying to blend those lines now, and that's like a really real thing to recognize that there are stereotypes within each race and culture, but of that's course. not a bad thing, and that's not what one race needs to identify with. Mm-hmm. But if we can talk about it, then yeah. it's not going to be this like, oh, we can't talk about this exactly. elephant in the room. It's like, no, I know that's a that's a stereotype of this race, but you know what? We can make fun of it, and we don't have to be that if we don't want to be. Absolutely. So it's all, it's all about poking fun at like some of the like <coughs> p- like the serious matters or what people would conti- would demean as serious, basically. But at the end of the day, people do joke about it, and as long as you can kind of turn the joke into like something to be made light of, then there's no problem with it. Because at the end of the day, that's the career of a comedian, basically. Take real life situations, make light of it to kind of help alleviate whatever stress that it does bring in our everyday lives. Now, the age old question: since we are dealing with the show entitled "Friends of Benefits." <laughs> <laughs> Does friends with benefits work? Oh. Absolutely not. Okay, we get, we got we got take from Brandon. You're you're actually very you're very emphatic about it. You just have to grab the mic and everything like a Kanye or something like that. In your opinion, why does why does it not work? Okay. Um. <laughs> How are you going through something? How about, yeah, we have an hour, right? Um. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know what? I'll tell you what my big bro told me. Okay. And like when I thought about it, it is kind of true. Yeah. And maybe you know we have we have you know, a bunch different, of dudes different personalities. In here, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. So, um, <laughs> it's 
because they don't talk about it now. Now I think about it and I'm like, oh, this probably sounds bad. But if you, okay, you know what? I'll t- here's a test for ladies, okay? okay. Uh-oh. You have a friend, okay, <laughs> who's yes. very close. It doesn't matter if they're close or not. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? You have a guy friend. Mm-hmm. Ask your guy friend okay. if he would ever sleep with you. Okay. And your I guarantee you, he's going to say yes. Okay. And if he says no, he is, we're allowed to cuss, right? Yeah, yeah go Fucking lie. <laughs> okay, and this is the truth. It's the truth. So, you know, when you start dealing with the whole friends with benefits thing, you start yeah. messing around with this person yeah. who is your friend. Yeah. It's either going to fall into something bigger or yeah. it's going to fuck everything up. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have a bunch of dudes out there who are like treading this 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 fence saying, oh, I'm going to, I'm just going to be, you know, right, da, 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 da. Yeah, but yeah. every dude that is your friend, ladies, I promise you, he would be more than friends with you if he had the chance. Okay. That's my personal belief. Okay. That's my point of view. We are all animals after all. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. I, I think I can only speak for myself in, in this predicament. I feel like when it comes to friends with benefits, I feel like there has to be an even line of understanding, which is what you guys kind of dive into the show with, basically. But also, I feel like, and, and I think uh, people have the stereotype of men where like we'll just like hit anything that walks, basically. But I feel like I feel like just with me at least, like I'm the type of person where like I can look at a girl, be like, yo, like head to toe, like she looks amazing. But if I can't connect with her mentally, then it's just like the thought of even wanting to do it, it's 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 gonna be a turnoff for me if this isn't clicking basically. So like I gotta be in tune with this. It, it don't have to be it doesn't have to be like on an intimate level, but like if you're talking for like five minutes and I already want to put a gun to my head, I just I, I can't do it. But let me ask you this. If yes. you're her friend already, yes. then clearly you have that connection. Yeah, if we're friends, we have that connection, right? But even I have I have female friends that like I even wondered to myself, how are we friends? Like, oh. like, you know what I mean? Like, not, 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 not like that, not like that. Like, I'm just talking about, like, I have certain female friends that, like, we have opposite views on stuff like that, right? Like, if I'm the type of person to say the sky is blue, she'd be like, nah, the sky is orange. If I say I like red, she'd be like, nah, I like blue. If I say I like the Raptors, she'd be like, nah, I like the Lakers, right? So, like, we're just opposite. So, like, that alone would make me not want to deal with it because... If we argue so much enough as friends already, mm. imagine what it's going to be like if we even cross that threshold. So that's my mentality, basically. Good point, good point. I yeah. feel like with Friends of Benefits, it can work, but it can only work for a moment in time. Yes. It's got a, it's got an expiry on it, no okay. matter how long or short it is. I agree. once you cross that line, you can't go back. Yeah. So you can always still be friends, but yeah. you can never be like you were before. There exactly. Like awkwardness or it's just, it becomes something else. Exactly. So yeah, it can work mm-hmm. for a bit. Yeah. And yeah. then what yes, happens? I can understand exactly. that. It's almost like being in a relationship and like your partner cheats on you, but then you decide to kind of work it out. But then because of that instant, you know, in infidelity, then it's like, it won't be the same as before in terms of like the level of trust, yeah. basically. Yeah. So I, can, I, I completely understand what, what, with, uh, what you're going with in that prognosis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> does anyone else feel the same way? Does it work? Does it not work? I don't. I, for me, it's like if if you're friends and mm-hmm. you are sexually attracted to each other, why wouldn't you guys be in a relationship? Fair enough. Like the situationship thing just does not. Like I just don't understand it at all. She's so logical. You know what? I I agree that's because not, like well, I love that. that's not well. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm similar to you where yeah. like the mind has to click. Like yeah. if you're not, if you don't have a good personality or whatever, then I'm yeah. just like you're. Yeah, you're good looking, but you're not attractive. Exactly. You know. 
That's like, true, but I think people use it for the convenience of sex with someone that they're very comfortable with, but they, mm. it's just, oh, well, I know you, I'm cool with you, so that kind of makes it yeah. easier mm-hmm. rather than meeting yeah. a stranger and finding out they're crazy or something. Yeah, you have to, like, build that connection yeah, and all that stuff. Comfort- I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's okay, but I think that's how mm. maybe people would relate to it, and that's why people get into friends with benefits situations. Mm-hmm. Hey, you, know, you want to be with the guy, then, you know, the next day you end up tied up to the bed, you know? No, wow. <laughs> this guy. Well, we are going to get to some more questions like this right now, actually, because now it's time for the games portion. We like to play games around here over here at Cool Radio. So, with that being said, it is time for our first of two games for the evening. The first one is entitled Cool or Uncool. So, I'm going to play this job just like this. Yeah. There we go. So, this track is from a, a group called Diggable Planets with their 1994 single, I believe, which is entitled Cool Like That. So, of course, you got to play this on Cool Radio 4. You, you already know, Brandon. Uh, yeah, I'm cool like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, basically, with this game, I'm going to throw out some scenarios, and you guys tell me whether they're cool or they're uncool. And please feel free to provide some context as to why you feel it is cool or uncool. All right, so are we all ready? We're ready, we're ready. All right, so let's get this thing popping. So first off, Netflix and chill, cool or uncool? Cool. You know what the joke is? You know what the joke is? That's one of the questions that I normally ask on this game, and people are very divided about it. It's like, yeah, I don't know. That's all life. Really, really. Okay, so what's like, what's like the favorite aspect of like Netflix show? Like, you know, you know that. You know what I find the funniest about it? Because you'll you'll set up a Netflix and show, and you know you're not gonna watch anything. Yeah, but I do. Bottles and wine and Netflix. Okay then. Next question. <laughs> All right. So next question. Um, polygamy, cool or uncool? Uncool for me to each their own. No, okay. Each their own. Yeah, I'm gonna say to each their own. Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. 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 You don't want to have more than one spouse, not not everything. No. <laughs> that's a lot of work. Pimping ADHD, you know? <laughs> that's, just, that's just too many women to listen to. No. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta give it a cool drop for that. My goodness, this guy, the meal. His girlfriend's shaking her head right now, by the way. He has a girlfriend? Jesus! (laughs) (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) (laughs) Let's just keep it moving, eh? Oh my god, that was was probably a cool Rito moment right there. Oh my goodness, I'm putting that on YouTube. Okay, next one. Your friends with benefits having other friends with benefits. Cool or uncool? Nah. 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 Not cool. That's tough. That's why your friends with benefits have have that freedom. So, but let's be real. We're all going to pretend. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, okay. Okay, deep down, it's probably not. That's the boundaries. Yeah, I don't know. See, this is why I say it doesn't work. No, it can't work. If you speak about it, it's cool. Mm hmm. Get rules and you have your boundaries. I think that's cool. Yeah. You take a and shower. Yeah, of course. Doing all the right things. Make sure the genitals are all squeaky clean, you know. You good? Some people, no, no, not cool. That cool, that cool. 
See, at least he's honest about it. He's just like, because like, like you were saying, some people are going to be passive aggressive about it, right? It's going to be like, yeah, sure, you know, I'm cool with it. But then uh, in, in the background, you're just like, nah, this this isn't going to fly, dog. Like, <laughs> like every three days, like, that's not going to work. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's keep it moving, man. Um, let's see. Ooh, this is what I want to know about. Labels and titles, cool or uncool? I say cool if you Super know what you cool. are. Yeah. Yeah, super know what you cool. want. Yeah. Yeah. Because I say this. I say this. There are a lot of people who are so afraid of titles and whatever because they're, they're I don't know, I guess they feel like they might get their heart broken or something like that. But at the end of the day, if, if you guys are only exclusively dating one another, you guys know that, then why not put a label on yeah. it? Because yeah, then it's just going to create confusion if you don't put the label on it. It's like, well, we weren't really dating. I mean, we were, but like, you didn't put a label on it, so I just decided to go on this date. So, well, let's put it this way. If they don't want to put a label on it, they don't want to True that. True that. True that. Would you guys agree with that? True, yeah. Embrace the label. I agree. I agree. <laughs> there you go. There you go. The the situationship is what they call it, right? All right. Let's see. I have a couple more others, but let's see. I'll only get to one more, actually. Um, gender roles in a relationship. Cool or uncool? Gender roles. Like having them or not? What kind of No, no. Like if you, if you, like... Let's just say, like, old school gender roles. Like, the man goes to work and the woman uncool. stays. Okay, there we go. All right. You, like, you can't, like, I for me, for me, when it comes to gender roles, you can't pick and choose which ones you want to have and which ones you don't want to have. Yeah. It's either no gender roles yeah. or, or, or gender roles. That's, that's, that's my book right there. For me, I think that's another to each their own because there's some people who are very, very traditional and that's okay. just the way they do shit. You know what I mean? Okay. And, yeah, I think that's, that depends on the person. I can't. <sighs> I think everyone has their, like, yeah, own strengths. Okay. In a relationship, so whatever they bring to that, but I don't think okay. it's like women yeah. have to cook have and men to have yeah, to. Yeah, I say like, uncool I think to that. Too. Okay. Yeah, uncool to that too. No, yeah. I don't oh. cook or anything, but I love roses. So like, I don't oh know if I'm the cool or the uncool. <laughs> you're probably uncool. So you're on the undecided voter, or the uncool you're maybe. You do uncool, my door, but I might not do your laundry. So. And this is why Alana might be a cat lady. Not gonna lie. All right. So let's get to the second game now. This one, this one's going to be a fun one right here. I always play this game with all my guests. So this one is entitled, I'd Quit the Game. Every second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. If you's a bad bitch, put your hands up high, hands up high. <laughs> all right, all right. So in this game, it's kind of different now because we have a mixture of both male and females in here. Um, So... You all are the eligible bachelors and bachelorettes, all right? You guys are wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, jet flying, limousine riding, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but there comes a point in time in every man and woman's life where they got to quit the game. They got to settle down, move into the white home with the white picket fence, with the tire swing, apple pie cool on the windowsill, all that good stuff. So if you had to quit the game for one of these two individuals, who would y'all quit the game for? So I'm gonna start with the with the men first. Mm -hmm. So, fellas in the booth right now, mm -hmm. would y'all quit the game for Nicole Scherzinger of uh, Pussycat Dolls or oh. Carrie Hilson? No, no, no peeking, no peeking. <laughs> oh. mm. I'm, oh. I'm gonna go with Nicole, and where do I sign? <laughs> <laughs> good choice, good choice, good choice. Uh uh, no, nah, I like Carrie Hilson. I was gonna say Carrie too. I was gonna say Carrie too. You like say Carrie? Yeah. All right, two. Nicole can dance. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, there's no wrong answer. Like both of those women are fine as hell. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. Now, for the ladies in the house, 
Who would y'all quit the game for? I know Atlanta was kind of peaky, so I'm not sure if she noticed. I don't know what you're talking about. She has bad eyes. She can't see. Oh, we, yeah, right, right. Full of lies and deceit, I tell you. <laughs> would y'all quit the game for Ryan Gosling or Usher? <laughs> Ryan Gosling. I can't answer that. Ryan Gosling? Okay, okay. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, okay. You swing both sides of the fence. No, I'm not I mad at it. Yeah, but no. Neither neither one of them kinda get get your you know boat shaking or nothing like that. If you had to choose. If you yeah. had to. You have to. <laughs> wow, she acting like the flavor flavor or something like that. I thought it'd be good, you know. Uh Nicole? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Ryan Gosling, maybe. Damn, she's she's like, nah, I'm not feeling that's it at all. Just, yeah, that's sort of my kind of yeah. How about you? Let me guess. You're 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 probably an Idris Elba fan. No, I love people like Bear Grylls, like Dave Grohl. Like I'm very very. She's different. Didn't see that. Very different. <laughs> yeah, that she threw me a curveball. I, I'm not even sure who that is, that's but my okay. Kind of party. All right then. Fair enough then. Fair enough. On that note. See why it's hard for me to choose between those two. I'm like, oh come on, give me a bit more variety. Like, give me yeah. chalk and cheese, not like you know. That is hilarious. I love it. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the cast and crew of Friends and Benefits in the studio. When we come back, we have Trip Talk. That's three topics of three minutes. But before I get to that, man, we got to get to some more music. This one comes by way of J. Cole. And this one is called False Prophets. Ah. And we will be discussing him yes. and everyone else in between on Trip Talk when we come we back right quiet. after these messages. Yes. <laughs> Maximum FM Hip Hop Like us on Facebook Yes, yo, welcome back to the show You are tuned in with your man DM Cool You're now tuned in to uh, Maximum FM Shout out to my man Chris Got Roger Jackson Who just walked in the studio not too long ago uh, Yeah, yeah, you hear that <laughs> But yeah, nonetheless, I still got the cast and crew of Friends of Benefits in the building Make some noise, people Whoop, whoop Okay, there we go Alright, so <laughs> I don't know where that came from I think I was watching like I know, right? Xena Warrior Princess mode stuff. <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, this is Trip Talk, people. So three topics in eh, maybe a few minutes. I don't know. I can't keep any promises on that because it gets heated in here when it comes to Trip Talk. So you guys were just listening to uh, J. Cole. Uh, it was oh, False Prophets. There we go. I almost forgot the name of the song. And it, that will be coming out uh, next week, the album entitled For Your Eyes Only. We will get into that later on within Trip Talk. But before that, I want to get into a few things first. So first topic on the list, man. We got to talk about R&B singer Jeremiah. Now, Jeremiah caught a little bit of flack uh, because he actually stormed off on stage during a performance. Now, to his account, uh, basically what happened was there were some uh, sound errors going on with his microphone and the music and what have you. So while that was going off, the man literally said the following, they some haters, fuck y'all, and then he just stormed off on stage. So a lot of people were thinking, well, was he just in the crowd? Was the crowd booing him? Wasn't the crowd booing him, actually. The crowd was still into it. In fact, he was doing it in front of his hometown of Chicago. So a lot of people were wondering why he kind of stormed off on stage, and then he later provided context uh, through a tweet. So he said this in a tweet, and I quote, Chicago, you know I love y'all. I didn't say fuck y'all. I said, ah, they some haters. Fuck y'all. And then he later on said, truth is, they didn't want me to perform tonight. It's sad people will take your money and blatantly make it seem like I only want to do two songs. So that may be a perceived shot at the promoters and what have you. But later on, someone responded to one of his tweets stating, 
at Jeremiah, what about the San Diego show you canceled and my money I never got back? Rude. So it kind of almost implies that maybe he has a history of doing this. I don't know for sure, but maybe there's some loose threads being tangled here and there. But nonetheless, um, guys, what's your take on this? Like, do you think it's right for artists to just storm off on stage, even if there's technical difficulties or a loss of profit? Or should they just continue on with the show? Because as I say, the show must go on. What's your guys' take on that? I was just it? about to say that the show must go yeah. on. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I mean, it depends on what the problem is. For something yeah, like that, I don't think. Yeah. I don't know, but there could be something deeper that we don't know that, that could have happened between them before going on stage and then they started messing around, fucking around with the sound. Mm-hmm. It's like, how, how do you give a good show when you keep fucking up my shit? Mm-hmm. So I can understand his anger, and with anger, you could just walk off. And mm-hmm. like, how am I going to do my show? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know well, I mean? I, well, I think you should at least tell the fans or like the crowd what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, well, this mic issues. I, how could you? <laughs> yeah, good, true, true. Fuck y'all! Like yeah. he could have said something. That I mean, they they realize. heard that. They definitely yeah, heard that. Exactly. <laughs> like, was I mean, it's not like something that could have been fixed within like an hour. Or you can't stop the show for an hour. Well, I just remember I went to a Bruno Mars concert in 2013, and the Molson Amphitheater flooded, and he was tweeting Ooh. my apologies. We we're all waiting for an hour and a half, and then he put on the show an hour and a half late, mm-hmm. and he did a two-hour show, and what I love a that man. Yeah. Why, well, what why I'm that saying is, scenario? like, water was coming up and people were evacuating and then we were brought exactly. in. So, I mean, if there's... Versus the a, sound a can mic show and not hour. hooking up to no, an outlet. besides someone sabotaging your own show. See, okay. if there was a flood going on, he can't control that. Mm-hmm. Right. But someone's sabotaging your show. Who's that someone? Mm-hmm. Like someone as in, like, someone's unplugging the mic or... Yeah. Alright, then I just feel like just like an explanation would yeah. be better than just storming be, off. Yeah, you need yeah. to be really clear. Like if you feel like someone's fucking with you and you mm-hmm. want to walk off, then you need to make it very clear to, to your fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and exactly. I'm, I'm pretty sure some artists have done that before. Kanye. Like I know, yeah, Yeezy. Well, oh, whoa, we'll get to that later on. Don't you worry. I know, I know, like even the game, some of his concerts, he's done that. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, even yeah. if he sees like people in the crowd that he doesn't like, he'll stop. He'll be like, "Nah, I'm not gonna continue till whatever, whatever." You yeah, know what I mean, so yeah, mm. I, yeah, I do agree with what Dorn saying that is very true. Mm-hmm. You could say something before storming mm. off. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like I would say, like in his case, like it sounds like it's like a mixture of like sound issues, and it could be some little shifty business with the promoter or whatever the case may be. I feel like instead of just saying "f y'all," because the crowd's gonna take that in like one or two ways. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Take the time, like if you do decide to storm off on stage, take like five minutes out of your time. Be like, listen, crowd, I love y'all, but this is what's happening right now. And that way, it doesn't seem like there's a mutiny going on for like the crowd to kind of turn on you, basically. So they actually have context into what's actually happening right now. So then the crowd can properly direct their anger towards the promoter or the sound guys, whatever the case may be. Uh, because right now, it kind of makes him look bad, really. Mind you, it's in the heat of the moment, but nonetheless, I feel like. Continue you want to the best of your ability, but if you can't, then kind of take that time to explain what's happening and then just kind of take things from there. That's what I think. True. But nonetheless, okay. ladies and gentlemen, what do y'all think? Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio. Uh, second topic, speaking of Kanye West, because I think someone mentioned him, <laughs> Kanye has been causing up a ruckus for the last couple of weeks now, just going on stage and going on long-winded rants and what have you. I mean, last week he was kind of airing out a little bit of dirty laundry about Beyonce and her backstage politics, so to speak. Uh, But not too long after that show, he actually checked himself into a hospital to get himself, you know, mentally checked, basically. So a lot of people are saying now he's dealing with mental illness or what have you, but this is nothing new because, in my opinion, he's been crazy for the last nine years. Now, he recently checked himself out of the hospital and he's looking to 
do some more work and what have you. Keep in mind, guys, that he has about 20 other dates to get to, performance dates on his tour, and that all got canceled because he said he admitted himself into a hospital. Now, I have my thoughts and reservations on that, but I want to let you guys speak on that. So, uh, Brandon, I want, I want you to go in on that right now. What do you? J. What, Cole changed my mind today. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, everybody deals with depression in different ways, you know what I mean? And, like, Kanye, I can't say anybody's really surprised by his behavior. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um... I'm, so, I'm such a big Yeezy fan, man. It's hard for me to, like, be real about the situation. I'm you know? real. <laughs> I'll tell you what it I is. Think, I, think, I think he needs... Oh, man. Right. I think he's dealing with some things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, somebody brought up a good point around this time of year, because this is around the time that his mom, his mom died. died yeah. right. He always does some crazy shit around this time of year, if you mm -hmm. look back throughout his You history. ain't got the answer, Sway. You Remember ain't got that. the answer, Sway. You know what I mean? So, you know, I feel like this is just... His crazy weights. I do think I do think he has mental issues. I think there's something oh, yeah. going on. They're that ship is sure. sailed. <laughs> but um, I think this is he's just going through some right now to make him go off on this little thing that he's going off on. Not that yeah. it's excusable at all, but yeah. at the same time, there should be some understanding behind there. And I'm just a big Easy fan, man. I don't I don't know. Biased. I am biased. I'm super <laughs> all right, biased. Listen. All right, right. <clears throat> I think he actually doesn't want to do shows right now. Okay. He's in a place where he's like pissed off. His wife got robbed. Mm -hmm. You know, like, he's just not, he's not getting the love and support he's getting. So when he's going on stage now, he's just mm -hmm. like, I don't want to do this anymore. How mm -hmm. is my ticket out? Yeah. And so when he walks out, he's like, fuck, what did I do? Mm -hmm. He just walked out, and now people are going to sue me. Yeah. The next thing he could do is check himself in the hospital, save him from all the lawsuits, <laughs> get insurance money, because he gets insurance money for checking himself in. People don't realize that. <laughs> making money doing this he's making more money doing this than being on tour so it's a great way to make money you know ron you hit the nail on the head because that's exactly what i was gonna say because on one end you can people look at kanye and be like oh you know he's doing the right thing by going to the psychiatric ward he's he's owning up to the fact that he has a mental illness you know hooray for him but on the flip side kanye is a marketing genius we know this like right. he's he's crazy but there's a method to his madness, and you can't just quit, you know, the rest of your tour and then not have consequences about it because these are million-dollar shows that like, people have invested into and promoters and what have you. This guy is performing at arenas that hold, like, 20,000 people and what have you. You can't just up and leave without a valid reason. Hence, checking yourself into a hospital for, for mental issues. It's the same thing that 50 Cent did when he uh, filed for uh, chapter, chapter, yeah, chapter 11 yeah. bankruptcy. Yeah. So that he wouldn't have to pay, I think, what, child support or, yeah. or something like that. It was something to that extent. It was like child support and also a lawsuit against someone. Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. Exactly. People think exactly. People are thinking, oh, he's broke, he's broke. No, he's no, not no, broke. No. He's just freezing his assets for the time being so that he doesn't have to pay right up front. He can just do it in installments at his own time. It's a business. It, that that's exactly what it is. And Kanye is no fool to that. And I think people are just kind of caught up in this whole PC world where we gotta be extra sensitive about it. It's like, yes, I do realize he's going through some issues. Like I've been realizing that, but we are not idiots. Like we are not gullible. We we know Kanye. This is his MO. I am. There are some idiots. Of course. They're going to think this is real. But of course. Imagine he planned this for so long with his wife. Yeah. Because she's a reality star. Yes. Right? True. So she's planned this whole thing with him. And he's like, okay, let's do steps. So each show, I'm going to do a little rant. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. Boom. Mm -hmm. He leaves the show. She gets robbed. Well, she never really got robbed. Exactly. Right? I 
Ooh. I'm like, I don't know. I just think for like two people who Kanye's like a creative genius. That's like no lie. Did did you guys see his interview with Surface Magazine? Course, like, okay, yeah. I love that interview. I've like read every single interview he's ever had. But um, <laughs> I just think for two people to spend their lives like conniving how they're gonna scam their fans, like I just don't. I don't think it's scamming the fans though. Well, yeah. you're Talk saying you're planning living. how he's gonna do a little rant, a little rant. I just I think he's just very. He's like a child. Like he doesn't hold back what he's thinking. Like when you look at him smile or laugh, it's just like. That's his whole body when he's happy. And then when he's not happy, he's just, you know, like his expressions are so drastic. I don't think mm-hmm. he actually thinks about things like, what if he I'm going to throw what if a little rap. So know, he can I confuse you, right? There's always possibility, as you said. Yeah, just method, to get insurance with money. With someone like Kanye, there is method in his madness. But if it isn't method in his madness in this situation, then I pray for him. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can only, we don't know deep down really what's going on. So mm-hmm. you have to. Yeah, we can all speculate, but be on the fence and just know that it could go anyway. And really, we'll never really know until maybe we sit face to face and can make our own judgment. Because we're already hearing what the media tells us. Talking, yes. Right? Remember, he's even, in debt. Okay. Yeah, even, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I was yeah, just about yeah, to come back to yeah. that. This guy's $50 they, million yeah. dollars in yeah. debt right now. I was now. just going to say, even though I'm biased towards Yeezy's side of like, oh, everybody feels sorry for him right now. Because like, whatever. I love Yeezy. Yeah. Um, Going on to what Ron said. He does have a great team of people around him as well. You of course. Saying? So it's not even just him going to what Dorn was saying. It's not even just him planning these things. Mm-hmm. He has an entire marketing team around him. Mm-hmm. It's just like Beyonce. She has an incredible team mm-hmm. around her. It's not just her genius. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it could all be step by step, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And nobody at our level, we mm-hmm. won't know anything about that stuff. And so. let's and let's all keep in mind, he is married <coughs> to a Kardashian. And the Kardashian yeah. family slash Jenner the family smartest. slash clan have like <laughs> the biggest marketing team in, in this the world. world. There is yeah. no reason why Kim Kardashian should be on the pedestal that she is right mm-hmm. now based on what she does and what she doesn't do. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. She does less than does more, basically. Yeah. And the way Kris Jenner is pipping her daughter out is a stroke of genius. It's maniacal genius, but it is genius nonetheless. So we shouldn't underestimate the fact that what Kanye is doing right now is quite possibly well within their cards, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. It's a great scripted show. It really is. <laughs> Legit. That's exactly what Legit. it is. And I am one who does not subscribe to it. And, and one more thing before we go on to the next topic. I don't understand why so many of these dudes want to fall into, into Kardashian vagina, basically. Like, do they not understand the collateral damage that happens when you dive into that thing? Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom. Chris Humphreys. Um, what's that dude's name who's dating Courtney? I can't remember his name. The white guy. He looks like a... Scott Disick. Scott. Scott Disick. Scott. Yeah, yeah. Scott, that guy. And then. (laughs) Scott guy. Yeah. And then Tiger's with Kylie Jenner right now. It's just like. Tiger's a mess. And then now Tristan Thompson. It's with, with, with that Chloe. scares me because I used to yeah. play ball with Tristan in high school. Really? That scares me. I don't know him personally. Yeah. Like, we're not boys. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, his sweat was on my arm at that point. You feel what I'm saying? And now he's like, when I heard that, I was like, ah, oh, shit. One okay, of okay. Us. You guys all say that. But if a Kardashian wanted to sleep with no, you, there's no. no. Uh, way you guys would say no. I'm like, still paying my, no my, my college tuition right now. That might go into minus if I had going to that. Listen, man. She might have... They might all have vaginas that are probably like ovens down there, so it does trick them. Listen, I got. <laughs> it's, it's, ooh, that's, that's I just war. don't think that's how people <laughs> should talk about women. There. Like, uh-huh. I just 
I don't think it's fair to just blame your spouse for the problems you're going through. But if you see that trickle-down effect with every man that they've been with, every. then it's just like, you got to connect the then dots Then doesn't somehow. the man learn the lesson, though? Yeah, maybe and that's, and that's true. That's true. He's all I fucked up already, though. I agree, though. No, but I agree. It goes both ways. Because, like I just said, I question why every man keeps falling into the same trap. And because that's, they know things that we do not. We do not fall asleep in their arms at night. So we have no idea. Listen, there's one word and one word only for this predicament. Juju, okay? <laughs> Shout out to all my Africans. All right. <laughs> and on that note, we got to move on to the final topic. We got to talk about J. Cole, baby. Ooh, now, ooh. as you all Fire. know, this guy put out a new track that we just played, which is Fire entitled... Whole world, no blanket. I know, right? <laughs> he put out a track entitled False Prophets. And, you know, in that track, there is a perceived, you know, couple of lines that may be aimed at one Kanye West. So we just bumped the track not too long ago, but some of the lines that kind of have people, you know, speculating are the ones that follow. And I quote, he's falling apart, but we deny it. Justifying that half-ass shit he dropped, we always buy it. When he tells us he a genius, but it's clearer, clearer lately, lately, it's been hard for him to look into the mirror lately. And then there's also a perceived shot at Drake as well. We don't know this for a fact, but he also says in the lines, and I quote, Come to find out, these niggas don't even write their shit. Here's some new style bubbling up, then they bite the shit. So, ladies and gents, what do you guys think? Was Cole taking shots at Kanye? I, I think yes, but I think he's also taking shots at anybody who's doing that shit. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, like an industry a, shot. I always say, yeah. if the shoe fits, mm-hmm. if exactly, the shoe fits yeah. you, then, then, mm-hmm. it's, then it's about yeah, you. I mean, Sorry. Mm-hmm. But as, as he, see, J. Cole, I think if he really wanted to talk about you, he will say your name. Okay. And I, I, and I agree. I, just, I don't think he needs to because this he's in this industry where now he's realizing, fuck, a lot of people don't write their shit and that's yeah. why he got hits and this is blah, 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 and just becomes this big thing. It's just like, this is not what I got rapping to for. You know, I didn't yeah. get into this game for this. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's just like, I'm going to stir this shit up. I'm going to say what I want. You yeah. Know what I, mean? I believe that because remember he went on that little hiatus when his career first popped. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? And I remember watching the interview. I don't remember exactly. Um, but he was talking about how... Um, how he couldn't find the formula, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, to to say what he wanted to say, yeah. but still have it be current and and and, and be relevant, yeah. yeah. I mean? And, that was um, and I think that was, that's where the frustration first like really hit him. Yeah, the so politics. Now yeah, exactly the politics. So now, you know, he has tons of freedom now mm-hmm. to say what he wants to say and make the music that he wants to make. Um, so I think now is the perfect time for him to actually take those shots and talk about that stuff because like every people every listen. yeah people will listen people now. Will listen. Mm-hmm. He's found his own his own formula. He doesn't yeah. he hasn't molded to the formula that everybody else is molding to. Yeah, and putting out whack shit that he's talking about. When you look look and listen to his like first album, mm-hmm. yeah, he was not J Cole from the mixtapes. Yeah, it was, was kind of there. It was a little refined, I would yeah. say. But then when he took a hiatus and he came back. With like born sinner, yeah. which is not he did not give yeah. a fuck. He's like screw He's like, it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I have a radio signal. Yeah. I don't give a damn. And then 2014, four cell drive. Yeah. You just listen to it. It's like I don't know what we <coughs> play on the radio, but I like everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like it's so raw. Exactly. And that's something we 
Exactly. And he's just being honest at the end of the day. Like to me, I didn't see this as a diss, really. Like you could perceive it as a diss, like in you know the normal annals of what a diss track may be. But at the end of the day, I think he was just giving his honest critique of that supposed artist. He could be even talk about himself for all we know. But I think within that critique, I think it was just like a call to arms, so to speak. Kind of like what Kendrick did in, yeah, in, in yeah, Control, yeah, where cool, he just yeah. shouted out all those rappers. He's like, yo, I got love y'all, but I'm trying to murder y'all because it's a competition. Yeah. Or even what Jay-Z did to Nas in a takeover. Like when he said stuff like, had a spark when he started, but now he just garbage, went from top 10 to not mention at all. And that was honestly like a harsh critique, but nonetheless a critique about Nas, about how he started off great with Illmatic. Yeah. And then from then on, it was just like, slowly but surely, his credibility was kind of chopping at the bit a little bit because he was coming at him as a fan and that's what j cole's doing he's like i'm a fan of hip-hop yeah you guys are letting me down exactly saying really yeah so if the shoe fits like joanne says then Exactly. <laughs> Most definitely. Um, ladies and gentlemen, watching or listening right now, uh, what do you guys think? Hit us up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio and share your thoughts. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are clearly in the overtime edition because we're past 930, but it's all good because we can still go in for as long as we need to. But nonetheless, it is time for the uh, the flashback Friday track of the day. So with that being said, let's get old school for a minute, shall we? As nice. I find this drop right here. Where is that drop? I'm trying to find it. Oh, man. Where is that drop? Yeah, no, right. There we go. Here we go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Hey, hey, hey. Old school with it. Old school with it. <laughs> now, this track right here is one of my favorites from the 90s. And I feel like since we have a large assembly of people in the studio right now, I picture, I picture that we should just play a song with a large assembly of artists on the song right now. So with that being said, this track comes from 112 featuring Diddy, featuring hey. oh. Biggie, hey. featuring Mace. Yeah. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, this is called Only You. And when we come back, we have the Wankster of the Week. Only on Core <laughs> Radio. Yeah. <laughs> Maximum FM Hip Hop. Like us on Facebook. Cool cats and cool kittens, welcome back to the show. It is your man, DM. Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. Uh, I still have the cast and crew of Friends of Benefits in the building right now. Make some noise, make some noise. Oh, of mercy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, most definitely. Now, it is time for the show that you guys have been patiently waiting for. So with that being said, let us get to it. <clears throat> Who has been entered into the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame this week? Who has been crowned the captain of coonery this week? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Wankster of the Week. This That was good. That was good. No, no, no. I like that. Was a good community time. I like that. All right. Wankster of the Week. Yo, I'm probably so hard. It hurts right now. Wankster of the Week goes to none other than quote-unquote political pundit. Tommy Lauren, all right? Now, for those of you guys who don't know who this girl is, she actually has her own talk show on, I, I can't remember the name of the uh, the network, but I think Glenn Beck owns it or something like that, but it's entitled The Blaze, where she basically talks about all the stories happening within politics and social issues, but she leans on the far right side of things, so of course, what she's going to say is nothing short of ignorance. <laughs> now, in this scenario, she was actually being interviewed by the great... Trevor Noah uh, on the t on the Daily Show on Comedy Central, and basically he brought her on the show to discuss a lot of the topics that she discusses on her show in regards to Black Lives Matter and you know uh, police uh, treatment towards Black people specifically. Now she has gone on to say a lot of heinous things 
um, in her own opinion when it comes to these things. For example, she calls Black Lives Matter a terrorist organization group that is on the same level as the KKK. And then she has also gone on to say that people of color complain too much when it comes to issues that happen with the society in regards to the police as well. So, of course, my man Trevor kind of put her in her place in the most, you know, nicest and respectful way possible. He was a little cheeky with it. However, I am not Trevor Noah, and I will not hold back. So with that being said, <clears throat> Trevor, I got you. So when it comes to people like Tommy Lauren, Bill O'Reilly, Sean Handy, just a few other dickheads in the MFU, um, basically what they like to do is not relay the news. They like to relay propaganda. And they basically relay propaganda towards the demographic that they see fit. And let's be honest, a lot of people who watch Fox News or anything of that sort are probably above the age of 60. And they're probably white male who are screaming out for a white male patriarchy to dominate the earth once again. Now, with that being said, we well, we'll try to ease into a more progressive world where you know we are all one, especially when we are in North America. However, there are some people who aren't educated on this, and they're not educated about some of the strife that people of color have to go through on a daily basis. Now, in the regards of Black Lives Matter, and I've talked about this many times on my show before, they are not a terrorist organization group, and it's not just people who have picket signs who are officially members of that group. They are actually an established organization that speaks out on the unfair treatment of black people, especially when it comes to the matter of black men being uh, unlawfully killed when they are unarmed as well at the hands of the police or the powers that be, basically. Now, when you see people who are talking about Black Lives Matter who are rioting and stuff like that, they don't represent that because at the end of the day, they are counteracting what Black Lives Matter is all about. And also, you don't have to, you don't not, not have to be black to be a part of that movement. You can be white, you can be Asian, you can be whatever if you are supporting that movement. So when I hear Tommy Lauren comparing them to the KKK, First of all, you're trying to get hits. And secondly, if you knew what the KKK did, then you wouldn't compare them to Black Lives Matter. Anyone who disagrees with what the KKK does is just ignorant because at the end of the day, they are responsible for some of the most heinous crimes ever in America. People are screaming out for Black Lives Matter to cease and desist, yet no one says a word about the KKK. And they still exist. But of course, people like Tommy Lauren don't think that that's a problem. And the fact that she doesn't think that it's a problem is a huge problem. So what I suggest to Tommy Lauren is this. Tommy, you are 23 years old. You still have time to grow. So what I suggest for you to do is to take your head out of your ass, maybe take away some of the Botox that is injected into your face, pick up a book, and read it. And then maybe you might get some information and, and something called knowledge. And by the way, knowledge is spelled with a K at the, at the beginning, just so you know. With that being said, I have got to give you the wanks of the week for A, thinking that Black Lives Matter is a terrorist movement, and for B, overlooking the fact that black people are killed by the police at a disproportionate rate. But of course, you wouldn't care to know that because you probably don't even know how to read. But nonetheless, do you deserve this wankster? Of course you do. And I'm going to drop it one more time just like this. Ladies and gents, your thoughts, please. Who wants to speak up? Uh, Atlanta, you... This one of those topics that could go on forever. The thing about Tommy yeah. is... I feel like anybody that's on, like, the Bill O'Reilly's and anybody that's super far right, you know what I mean? I feel like the super far right are the easiest people to fool. They're the easiest mm -hmm. people to 
string along. You just got to say a whole bunch of bigot shit and they'll be on your dick. Make, oh my make God, America yes, great da, 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 again. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And one thing the media is really, like, you know, what keeps the media going is controversy. Mm-hmm. Without controversy, there is no media. They need people to mm-hmm. be fighting if against it leads, each other. leads is what yeah. they say. So Tommy Lauren herself, I don't, I don't know her personally. I don't yeah. know what her real views are. Yeah. But the shit that she's saying to me, it's so blatantly stupid. Yes. That it does, I don't consider it real. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because some of the things that she says doesn't make any, fu- there's no way you can say the things that she says mm-hmm. if you've done research on both sides. Absolutely. There's no way. It's literally a dude writing a script for you, putting it here. All right, Tommy, you're young, you're beautiful, yeah. and you're a woman. Yeah. Woman power. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's get you in front of America, yeah. and let's let's make them love you. Exactly. And blah, 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 blah. And now you have this beautiful woman on, on screen to fool all these old fucking white dudes, yeah. like you were saying. Yeah. Easiest way to fool an old right-wing white dude, put a nice, beautiful woman on nice, beautiful white woman on on, yeah. on camera. Mm-hmm. And get her to say all this shit that you learned about back in the 60s. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't think Tommy Lauren herself, like I said, I don't know her. Yeah. But I don't believe anything that she talks about. Yeah. I don't think her show is real. I think it's literally just there. It's to, ratings. To, yeah. It's, it's literally just there to, 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 what's that saying? I fucking forgot what the saying is. It's all Just good, to yeah. get shit yeah, messy. Just, yeah, just to stir you know the pot, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, for sure. But that, that, that helps everyone. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So whatever she's doing is helping other people talk about it. Yeah. And then it brings attention to everybody. You're talking about it, yeah. right? So it's all about ratings, and people don't see that. People just attack her, yeah. and she doesn't care. <coughs> she's getting paid yeah. to stupid do stupid amounts shit. of money. Yeah. And she's yeah. 23. Yes. She's 23. She's, she's making very... stupid cake on that show. Yeah, like because it's... I've heard her speak in interviews, apart from all the political stuff that she deals with, yeah. and she's actually very intelligent. She's very smart. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Very smart. For someone who's 23. Yeah. Exactly, and that's another reason why I think it's so fake, because... Like, I've yeah, seen her in other... Seen... She's so intelligent. Yeah. She's really smart. So there's no way you're that... You cannot be yeah. that smart. It's gotta be a joke. You can't... You're yeah. reading one half of the book. Yeah. You cannot be that smart and only read one half of the book. That's that's not that's not possible. And you know what the funny thing is? We're talking about, like, ratings and hits and clicks and all mm-hmm. that stuff, right? The joke is, when that video <coughs> went viral, I think her network told Comedy Central to take the videos down because Trevor Noah dissected her so... Like masterfully, mm-hmm. that like it kind of embarrassed him in a sense. And she was even supposed to do an interview with the Breakfast Club later on that day as well. Uh, but then she declined to do it after. I think she canceled it because again, this yeah. whole video was going viral, and right. Charlemagne already oh. roasted her a long time yeah, ago yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. On, he likes her. He, I know he yeah. does. He actually, yeah, it, it's hilarious. So and here's uh, another reason why I think yeah. it's fake. Because even in that interview, if she really believed in what she was saying, yeah, and she had all that, all those facts actually stored in her brain, yeah. When you're up against a person like Trevor Noah, who's a yeah. genius in his own yeah. right. It's you, disgusting how smart he is. You know what I mean? You can't... If two intelligent people are having a discussion, it's a very intelligent discussion. Yeah. He picked her apart. He did. You feel what I'm it saying? It was a game if of chess. She, yeah. If she really believed and she really had those facts in her, mm-hmm. she would be able to say these things without... Without have, hesitation. Without hesitation. And she wouldn't feel bad about them. Yeah. So she would be able to talk... Blatantly, she would be like a Trump. Exactly. If you didn't just be able to say what she wants to say because she really believes what she's saying is right. But here you're getting picked apart and you can't answer questions because directly it's because it's not yeah. really from her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's everything she does is fake. You, you know what the funny thing is? It's like <coughs> when she's going on her diatribe on, on, on his show, or whatever, she actually tried to <coughs> make Black Lives Matter, you know, terrorist organizations, so to speak, 
worse than the KKK. She actually said, what has the KKK done? And then and then yeah. Noah was actually, wait, wait, what did you just say? <laughs> and then you know, the entire crowd erupted, right? But yeah, I think she could be very well being playing the ventriloquist act, for yeah. all we know. Yeah. Like her and culture, like all these people are the same, right? They're yeah. just reading from a teleprompter or whatever the case may be. Right. So we'll see how this you know story develops nonetheless. But with that being said, it's time to end the show. Um, I don't want to see y'all go. I want to see y'all go, but this has been a great show nonetheless. I thank y'all for coming through. Um, Friends of Benefits, man. Like, it's a great series. I love it. Um, is there a season two in the works right now? Uh, yeah. All right. All right. Definitely. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, of course, it's definitely a season two. Yeah, we don't want to put no dates. It just, it'll just drop and you'll know it. Gotcha. And for people who haven't caught on yet or who haven't watched it yet, what can they expect? <laughs> what can they hurry up? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> what can they expect from the series? From season one, or are you talking season two still? No, no, from season one. Oh. Season one, yeah, yeah. Like, what can they expect? Are they just first time like um, viewers of it? Well, no, I was gonna say they can expect a great story. I mean, great characters, and it like it really like it really kind of touches you in know, like a lot of different ways, as we kind of talked about. Mm-hmm. It goes into a lot of ideas, and it makes you think, and it makes you think about your society around you, and you know how how you fit in. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what I really like about it because you can just take certain scenes and certain moments into it, and almost like apply it to your life or a friend's life, and mm-hmm. then you can it just it just develops and evolves. And I think it's, it's just about spreading awareness. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that, that's, that's terrific. That's what the show should be all about, right? Mm-hmm. And first and foremost, like, with what Carlos said, and with all the other, with the music, with um, the characters that we put in, with the cool cast and everything, to be entertained. That's yes. what you can expect. Be entertained. Like, we've, Yes, some things were spare of the moment, but some things we put a lot of thought to, put a lot of thought to the music that we put behind it and the people that we used. Um, So, yeah, we just want you to be entertained, and I think you will be. Yeah, sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Anyone else have anything to add to that, or is it, do we kind of pretty much wrap that up? <laughs> um, I love most is, like, the diversity of the show because that's mm. really real life. You're going to watch the show and be like, I know that character. I have someone that looks like that person, or yeah. I know someone that <coughs> acts that way. Um, so, yeah, watch the show. It's great. That's a sub. That's a sub. And just so everybody knows, we yes. didn't choose the cast based on, oh, this one is... Australian or this one has a Latino background or mm-hmm. Asian background or yeah. whatever. It just happens to be. So this is real life. We just happen exactly, to all be friends yeah. and look yeah. at us. So yeah. Yeah. we didn't plan it that way. Reflection of our society. And and I feel like T V needs to catch up and film. It really does. Because this is really what it's about. It's yeah. not an all black cast or all white cast or whatever. It, it this is what we look like today. So mm-hmm. you know, it's I hope we love it. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. I feel like even though we live in like a North American society, I feel like people are still trying to catch on to that. It's like, what else is there to catch on? Like, yeah. It's been like this for like 200 years now. Like, yeah. let's get with the yeah. program yeah. now, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get over it at some point. Exactly, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and the coolest thing I think about is because we're so, we're so, we're so colorful. Yeah. As a cast. <laughs> legit. legit. <And> personality. <laughs> yeah. But because, because there's so much diversity in our cast, you're seeing people who go through problems that, don't look like you. Yes. You feel what I'm saying? You're seeing people from different cultures, yes. um, different skin tones, going yes. through the exact same problem that yes. you're going through, which just, just you know, that just hammers in the fact that yeah. we are all exactly the same. It increases relatability, yes, basically. Exactly. It's not just a color barrier, yeah. exactly. so to speak. Yeah. Just well, like in real life, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. And that's what I want. I just didn't want people to see color, to see people for what they are, just yeah. to live. 
there is no race. Yes. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. we're human beings. That's it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And whether it's it's race or gender, like, girls or boys, like, yeah. age doesn't matter. We all hurt. We all love. Yeah. It's all the same. Mm-hmm. So, just starting to break through those barriers of, like, we are all the same. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Agreed. And I want to thank you guys for coming through once again. Um, you guys are more than welcome to come through anytime. I'm going to be back here tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real, right? For real. You're going to wish you didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be here before you get here tomorrow. Oh, wow. There we go. Listen, I think the next time you guys are going to come here, you might have to bring a bottle or something like that. I want to, I want, I want to see how you guys turn up. Man. I, I think it's a blast. That's going to be hilarious. But, yes, uh, I'm more than definitely looking forward to a season two, hopefully on Netflix, fingers crossed, you know, because I want you guys to, I want you guys yeah. to go big because y'all got a great thing going on, most definitely. And then as for us, you know, over here at Cool Radio, you guys already know what to do. Tune in on a weekly basis. Next week, actually, um, we have a very important guest coming through next week. Uh, we have a Juno-nominated and award-winning singer, Divine Brown, coming through next week. So make sure y'all stay in tune for that. And, then, of course, December 16th is our – uh, year-end special that we normally do around this around this time, so make sure y'all stay, stay in tune for that. We'll be counting down the top five albums, singles, um, top five wanks of the year, and J. Cole just is going to make it even more harder with his top five <laughs> album category. But most definitely you want to tune in for that. Make sure y'all uh, stay following us on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio. Check in for the podcast uh, at Cool Underscore Radio if you miss an episode. Make sure you're tuning to the YouTube at Cool Underscore Radio. And then like us on Facebook at Cool Radio CC. And as you already know, Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment. Reminding you each and every day that we are creating our own legacies. Keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Peace. Cool.